Yes. Good evening, and welcome to our August 28th um, commission meeting. So happy to see all of you here tonight. And with all of our meetings, we start with a prayer and a pledge. And it's tonight that falls on me. And if you would like to join me in prayer, I ask that you stand up, please. You would bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight first thanking you for all things great and small. Lord, we even thank you for the rain that we have out here today. If it were not for the rain, we wouldn't appreciate the sun. Lord, we thank you for all things that you've done for us. Lord, I ask that you continue to bless us, lead us, and guide us in the way you have us to go. I ask that you bless those that are in the hospital. Bless those that are grieving, those that have lost loved ones. Lord, bless them. Bless our first responders that are here local, statewide and those that are international. Bless them, Lord, as they protect our freedoms. Lord, we ask that you would continue to bless this commission. Lead us in the way you have us to go. Lord, help us to do things that would be pleasing in your eyesight, and that would be the betterment of the city of Rome. Lord, we love you, we thank you, we give you all the honor and all the praise. This is your servant's prayer, I pray. Amen. 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 I pledge Please call the roll. Mayor Stevenson? Here. Commissioner Cochran? Here. Bojo? Here. Beeman? Here. Dawes? Here. Quick? Here. Askew? Here. Collins? Here. McDaniel? Here. Okay, thank you. We have a full house tonight. Thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. Okay, I trust that each of you have had a chance to look at uh, our minutes from August the 14th. Now, no additions or corrections, and they will stand approved as common consent. Tonight, there are no proclamations, but we do have uh, three guests. And first, I'm going to call up Mr. Mike Schieffer. If you would go to the podium, give, me, give us your name and your address, and you have up to three minutes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, commissioners. And thank you for what you do. My name is Mike Schieffer. There we go. And I reside at 312 East 4th Street here in Rome. And I do thank you for the opportunity to bring this issue forward tonight. I am joined by two others that will help me. And in doing so, the proper way, I think, to really start this is identify the issue. The issue that we're bringing forward today is the noise that's created by a brewery and outdoor music venue on Glen Milner Boulevard. The noise has been persisting for about 18 months. The venue itself is the Rome River Remedy Brewing a local brewery at 320 Glen Milner. That brewery did open, as I mentioned, 18 months ago. It's a brewery and outdoor music venue. The brewery operates hours, six days a week, absent of Monday night. They open around four o'clock. They close around 10 or 11. The music venue typically starts at five or six, continues to that 10 or 11th hour. The neighborhood <coughs> is 200 feet off the music venue's stage. That encompasses 4th Street, 3rd Avenue, and 4th Avenue, amongst others. That 200 feet collects that music very rapidly. So far, we've been asked by the city to call 911. We have done that as neighbors, and we've done it repeatedly. Following that, one of three things typically happens. 
and I don't believe this is a police issue or a police officer issue. It is what they do to respond to what becomes a 911 call. They, number one, drive by that brewery, stop, talk to them, and the result varies from the music stopping, being turned down, or nothing at all. The second option that typically happens is the officers do drive by. They do make a determination and keep going. They don't stop. The third one is that they do not come. And there may be very substantial reasons why they don't. The problem itself, as we see it, is the city of Rome is a noise ordinance. And it really boils down to, as we see it, what is the noise ordinance? Are they in violation of the noise ordinance? And if so, what is the enforcement? And what are the consequences of noncompliance? An overall summary before I pass it to Bill Harbin is this. Residential communities are entitled to peaceful enjoyment of property. The outdoor music venue and the noise created by this venue prohibits all neighbors from the peaceful enjoyment of that property. The effort to bring peaceful enjoyment back into the property, back into the neighborhood, is by no means uh, to meant to be harmful or punitive to the owners, the business, or their efforts. It is simply to provide what residents are entitled to as homeowners in this neighborhood. I'd like to pass this to Bill Harbin. Bill Harbin, my wife and I, Elizabeth, 314 East 4th Street. <clears throat> I also would like to thank the commissioners for your time and service to the city. It is greatly appreciated. To be brief, ever since River Remedy Brewing Company opened up approximately 18 months ago, they've been having extremely loud, predominantly rock concerts most weekends when the weather's warm, and sometimes even on Thursdays, sometimes even starting at noon on Saturday. So on many Friday and Saturday nights, when these concerts are going on until 11 o'clock at night, we cannot be in our backyard or on our back porch and carry on a normal conversation. We cannot hear each other. It's that loud. We can't even watch television in our family room. The noise is that loud. Uh, in addition, in my opinion, there's little doubt that this excessive excessive noise, if allowed to continue, will significantly decrease our property values. An outdoor rock concert venue, in my opinion, is not compatible with Between the Rivers neighborhood. It appears to, to me, not being a lawyer, the Rome City noise ordinance would prohibit this type of noise disturbance. Specifically, section 14-5 reads as follows. It shall be unlawful for any person to make or cause to be made any unreasonable, loud, disturbing, or unnecessary noise in the city. More specific, section 14-6, sound systems disturbing neighbors prohibited. It shall be unlawful for any person to operate any phonograph, television set, music box, radio, or other sound transmitting system in such a manner as to disturb the neighbors. A guitar amplifier is a sound transmitting system. We are the neighbors, and these concerts are a huge disturbance to us. This appears to me to be a clear violation of 14.6 of the city ordinance. The Rome City Commission wisely wrote these excellent noise ordinances. The problem is they're not being enforced in this instance. We respectfully ask that the commissioners consider prohibiting River Remedy Brewing Company from engaging any more outdoor concerts as it is a violation of the city noise ordinance. Thank you for your time.
Ben Levy. I reside at 318 East 4th Street. I am also within the, I'm sorry, I'm going to get this thing turned on. There it goes. I am within 200 feet of the back. Uh, as a Rome resident of the last 35 to 40 years, we pride ourselves on compromise in our community. And in that compromise, I think it's, it's possible for us all to work together to find a solution to this. With that being said, the following recording was taken at 10 p.m. on July 22nd. I'm sorry, I have to connect my thing here real fast. Yeah, it's connected. One moment. I gotta turn this up. It's not really going what I planned. My apologies. Well, then we'll just turn this off and just put it straight into the into this instead. My apologies. after 10 p.m. on a Saturday night and my children could not go to sleep that evening. Thank you for your time. Miss <clears throat> uh, Manager, do we have something coming up with the noise? Well, first off, thank y'all gentlemen for being here tonight and raising this issue with us and letting us know. I just wanted to let y'all know also that I have no doubt that we can come to a compromise and that River Remedy will want to be a good neighbor for y'all. Um, we are revisiting our noise ordinance on September 19th at our Public Safety Committee, and I hope that y'all will attend. Thank you. Mayor, if I could, they, these neighbors reached out to me about a year ago, approximately, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, and they have been exceedingly patient. And this, this issue has been brought up to administration several times and we were told to pass along to them and you know ask for ask for the dispatcher or chief person in charge that night I, I believe I can't remember the exact term and uh, Mr. Schieffer and the others did that repeatedly and uh, it they have been very patient very patient with us so um, I'm glad it's on the September calendar and uh, I would just ask that we we really look at handling this issue once and for all because I believe the next person we have coming up to speak also lives between the rivers and also has a noise complaint it's time it's tackled now the mayor can I ask a question I want to ask Mr. Attorney is it in fact the code 14-6 What is expected of our law enforcement when they run across an instance like that? Commissioner Collins, I mean, there is there's always a an element of judgment. Well, I say there's always. Usually, there's an element of judgment in any decision a law enforcement officer makes as to. I mean, the, the way the code's written, for instance, for, section 14-6 talks about. Um, it should be unlawful. I mean, it was read correctly for, for any of these, you know, particular items to create a to be used in a manner as to disturb the neighbors. So, my definition of what might be disturbing to a neighbor could differ from your definition, could differ from someone else's definition. So, 
it doesn't exactly tell a police officer, for instance, what is a disturbance and what is not a disturbance. And so there's always going to be some element of judgment in the officer's decision either to issue a citation or not issue a citation or issue a warning or not issue a warning. Beyond that, I don't know that I can, I can add, I can, I can say anything more than that. hope that makes sense. Would you say that it will probably fall on the shoulders of this body that you see here to make a concrete ruling that this is what we need to see happen? Well, I mean, within reason, y'all can do what you want to do as long as it's within the bounds of the city charter and, you know, in terms of amending ordinances or that, that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as long as you're acting lawfully within the city, within the city charter. The reason I bring that up is because it appears that it come to a point where the citizens, that's exactly what the ask is. Because I think it's vague to the chief and their personnel that, okay, make your own judgment. I'm trying to figure out where did that fall on our shoulders as to what give us teeth in the ordinance. It does, in your opinion, does the ordinance need to be rewritten? Uh, uh, it's, it appears that it's vague on both sides. If, if I could yeah. ask uh, our clerk to explain the permit that they have, because I, I think they're operating under the permit. Would you explain sure. what they're operating under? Well, River Remedy is, a, is an alcohol pouring establishment. They're, they're kind of in a category uh, a little bit unique. They're a brewery. Uh, but they do have a city of Rome and a state of Georgia license for that. And they also have, like a, some other alcohol establishments, they have an entertainment license since they do provide entertainment on a regular basis. Uh, and that entertainment license would allow any establishment uh, to uh, have bands or uh, DJs, uh, even, even patron dancing, normal entertainment like that. Anything above and beyond DJs or bands we ask for them to get prior approval ahead of time. So that's, that's kind of a long answer to your question, but yes, they have an entertainment license and they could have bands uh, every night that they're open if they chose so to. If we were to make a, a move or, or want to change something, we would do it uh, by removing the entertainment. I don't know that we can regulate the sound uh, if it's going to be an outdoor band, so we basically the approach as a commission would be to maybe pull back on the entertainment license. Sure, that's certainly an option that uh, the Alcohol Control Commission and the City Commission have, and, and there's been cases, although not that common in the past, where there was ongoing noise problems that have been uh, verified by our police department at alcohol establishments, and, and in that case there was action taken against the entertainment license that establishment and eventually the problem was corrected but that went on for a, a, a while that was uh, an establishment out on the west side of town a few years ago um, for clarification is there a decibel limit on our noise ordinance or is there a decibel limit that had been imposed anywhere as far as the noise I mean because that's what it's going to come down to is how loud is loud for the um, the complainants and how loud the 
establishment understands that they can be. So is there, I mean, if there's not a decibel limit, then that creates a, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, and that's part, that should be part of the noise ordinance, I would think. Well, I, I would be fine with that. As, as a matter of fact, this is a decibel reader that you can download on your phone for, I, know, I think I paid a dollar for it. I mean, it's not, it's not difficult to do. You have to set a distance from the sound and you have to judge a, 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 de a reasonable decibel level at that point. But I mean, it's, if, if his kids can't go to sleep, I mean, that's, yeah. I would consider that unreasonable. I mean, I, I think we had a um, situation where we were considering something else completely. I mean, part of the, the consideration was the decibel <clears throat> limit that they that was imposed, or that would be opposed to the very, to the surrounding areas. So <clears throat> that was why I was asking that question: if if there was a decibel limit in our noise ordinance. I, once again, I, I, I just want to say they have worked within. They have contacted myself. I, I know they've contacted other people. They have been. Very patient. They, they, they had no intention, from, from what I can tell, of trying to shut down River Remedy. They wanted to be good neighbors and work with them. This has been going on for a, a very long time. I, I guess the reason I wanted to kind of speak to the attorney, sometimes this is, it, it seems as though this is kind of self-imposed on ourselves. You got a, a clerk office is having to sell the license to these here people that's creating a business. And then we got our ordinances to favor them having the entertainment license, which they have paid for. <clears throat> then it is we got residences in close proximity. I just think the whole thing is going to have to call it for opportunity to revisit and to see where did everything shake out at. If that possibly shouldn't have never been sold to these people in that area, with the residents being that way before the business came along, then we we could possibly definitely have a problem. I, I think, I mean, the way I see it, if you brought it before us, we know that there's a problem now. I think probably taking it before ACC, entertainment aspect of it, I don't know that you can say we're going to give you an entertainment license, but you got to be quiet. I mean, you, it's a matter of because of the proximity of that business to the historic neighborhood there, um, it, it could present a problem, and it has presented a problem. So I think if we look at the entertainment um, permit that was given, would be my approach, and let it let the ACC. Uh, make a recommendation and then it would maybe come back before the city commission. This is not the first time that this has happened because the clerk can tell you that we had a similar situation out on Redmond Road that impeded into the neighborhood and we had them to jump through a bunch of hoops to try to satisfy the neighborhood and possibly it can happen but sometimes possibly can't. If you entertain that on the porch then I'm quite sure you can't you can't satisfy But when we have the uh, concerts over on Riverside Park, yeah, um, Jay Shell has done. I always get complaints about the noise there. I, I 
said on Monday. I just think if we could bring this back and let the Alcohol Commission have a conversation about it, <clears throat> find a solution. So what was the meeting on the 19th? Public safety. Public safety. Okay. So, Joe, have we reached out to River Remedy? They have not been before the Alcohol Control Commission for a hearing because the police have not issued a citation to them, unlike the other example we were discussing. But they are aware of complaints from the neighbors. <clears throat> have they been warned? I don't know if the police department has given them an official or, or unofficial warning, but they have not issued a citation there. Uh, you know, generally, uh, the, there, there's some evidence in hand by the police department or, or some other city department before a hearing is held, because a hearing is a serious matter and someone can lose their license over that, so uh, the ACC and the city take that serious. That's why there's usually some type of uh, you know, documented infraction before they take place. It might be a good idea if you have a conversation with the, the business owners. I'll remind them of the seriousness of the issue. Comments? So where is this winding up so that they know where to, where to go? Is it ACC or is it public safety or is it both? It doesn't need to be both. What I'm hearing is we're going to get with the owners of River Remedy, River Remedy and see if they can change their setup or do something to help with the noise um, and then we are going to discuss the noise ordinance on September 19th but I don't know if y'all are sending it to ACC or not who, who makes that decision where's it where's it going so they know where to show up well I, I think the noise ordinance would come through public safety but <clears throat> the entertainment license would be or any restrictions on that would go to ACC So it's definitely coming up in, in public safety. Is that is that? Accurate? I think uh, yeah, it will be on our agenda. So public safety September nineteenth. Okay. And they're welcome to come. Of course, any of the neighborhoods welcome to come on September nineteenth to that, and then we'll go from there. Okay, we'll go on that. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you. All righty, uh, Mr. Justin Kelly. Give us your name and your address, and you have up to three minutes. <clears throat> so, my name is Justin Kelly. Uh, my address is 3 Central Plaza, number 268. Uh, so, I recently tagged a majority of you in a social media post about a shocking report that my show, Conservative Talk, would be releasing today. Uh, as a matter of fact, it is streaming currently at this moment. Uh, so why am I here speaking to you today? I'm here to present you with the meat of this report in person because I want to ensure that no one can say that they were unaware of what has been discovered. So I have discovered that between the years of 2009 and 2021, uh, Mayor Sunday Alexis Stevenson, or Strickland Stevenson, the commissioner who you all voted in as mayor, applied for and was granted a notary certificate in Gordon County on three separate occasions. Uh, Georgia law states that a Georgian must be a resident of the county where they apply to be a notary. The mayor says she has lived in Rome for the last 34 years, and it, and it is confirmed that she has voted in every election in the Rome area for the last 32. But between the years of 2009 and 2021, she swore an oath under the penalty of perjury that her residence was in Gordon County. In 2015, during her second four-year term as a Gordon County notary, the mayor decided to run for a seat on this city commission and won. It's interesting that even after being elected this commissioner or to this commission, the mayor again swore in 2017 that, the res that her residence 
residency was still the same in Gordon County. Now, I will note that the Gordon County Clerk's Office caught her in this in 2018, and she has since resigned and destroyed her seal. Based on all the evidence that has been attained, the documents that have been signed and certified uh, as accurate by the Chief Deputy of the Gordon County Clerk's Superior Court, the relevant OGA, OCGA statutes, and the Mayor's voter history, all of which you will be given copies of, any reasonable person would conclude that there are only two reasons for this, no more, no less. One is that the mayor perjured herself in Gordon County, or two, that the mayor perjured herself here in Rome. Either way, these actions may uh, add up to a multitude of felonious actions. I recently attended a meeting where the mayor said the following, when I, and I quote, when I was elected, I was thankful and honored that people put their trust in me, and I have strived over the last eight years to make sure that, kept, that trust was kept and to gain that trust from the public, end quote. These documents show that the mayor has deceived the very people who afforded her their trust. With that said, I demand that the mayor of Rome, Georgia immediately resign from her position as mayor and as a city commissioner. Furthermore, I request that the city court disqualify her candidacy for office in the upcoming 2023 municipal elections. Per the documents that you are about to receive, the mayor's affirmation, even under the penalty of perjury, cannot be considered trustworthy. She should not be allowed to represent this city until the exact whereabouts of her current residency can be determined and an investigation into her potential felonious actions has concluded. Mayor, if you really want to say that you are honored, that you have, these, uh, that you have to trust these people, you will resign from both your seat as mayor and the city commission. And commissioners, if, you, uh, if the mayor refuses to do what's right, this falls upon you. And remember, two-thirds of you are up for re-election, and the people here are watching. And with that, I have the documentation here that I said that I have. Thank you. All right, thank you. Mr. Vincent Mendes. We'll give us your name and your address, please. You have up to three minutes. Vincent Mendes, 201 East 3rd Avenue, Rome. Pardon me a minute. So, so I came here tonight prepared to talk about a noise complaint over to the other side of the Between the Rivers neighborhood, specifically on Broad Street, the incredible amount of noise made by pickup trucks dragging up and down the block with specialty add-on aftermarket mufflers that are, that are designed to make as much noise as possible, blasting profanity-laden music out of their windows. And mind you, these are not people who are stopping and spending money in our downtown. These are people who are making our roads less drivable and our sidewalks less enjoyable. Just ask anybody who's tried to have dinner with friends at a restaurant or on a sidewalk on Broad Street, you can't hear each other speak. I live two blocks up from Broad Street. That's where they turn around and they like to run the stop sign in front of my house without stopping. 
Um, I, I think we've we've discussed adequately the the intricacies of laws and and uh, the need for specific decibels. I understand that we can even get a camera that can read the decibels and then ticket someone for a noise complaint so that our police department does not have to waste time chasing people down and ticketing them. I understand it works just like the cameras that ticket you for speeding in a school zone and um, no judgment here, but I may have received a few of those tickets from those cameras, so I know they work extremely well. Um, uh, so that's all I'm gonna say about that. Madam Mayor, I would be remiss if I didn't address the utter poppycock we just heard about you. Um, and I hate that Mr. Kelly just left because for one, I find it extremely ironic that someone who works for somebody who only moved to our town because she couldn't get elected in her own congressional district suddenly is so concerned about what somebody's address is. But if what we're gonna do now, we, you know, we're just, we're, we're elbow deep in trumped up charges against another commissioner. We're still sorting through all of that. Are we just gonna pick a different commissioner every few months that we don't like and make up a bunch of crap against them and then come here and throw it? Is that what we do instead of vote? I believe everyone should vote and vote their conscience. And I feel that very, very strongly. But if we don't like the person who got elected, we don't start making up stuff about them, giving spurious accusations, <clears throat> and trying to run them out of office on some kind of BS. I apologize. Madam Mayor, my commissioners, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay, we have no resolutions. We have nothing on first reading, nothing on second reading, nothing continued on first reading. We do have several public hearings tonight, and with that, Mr. Director, I'll call on you. Good evening, Madam Mayor, Commissioners. Our first item for you this evening is uh, it's an annexation request. First item for you this evening is an annexation for 126 McHenry Drive. Uh, it is just an annexation. There is no request to change in zoning. Uh, Ross, are you are you up there? I am. Uh, the the property is Darlington Mobile Home Village. Uh, it's right, right. Hold on, hold just one minute, please. We can get some video feed. Feed. I mean, your input cable connected. They are. Mine. Okay. Uh, the property is outlined in red right there. Everything that's uh, highlighted to the east is already within the city limits. As I said, this is Darlington Mobile Home Village. I believe it's currently home to, I believe we said 56 uh, manufactured homes. It's approximately 13 acres and change. Uh, it is not currently connected to city sewer. Um, this annexation would affect uh, potentially 65 children that would be changing zoning districts, uh, although the county has agreed to continue to take them. Uh, this does come with a recommendation of approval from the Planning Commission by a vote of seven to zero. Okay, thank you, sir. At this time, I'll declare the public hearing open. Do we have anyone here to speak in favor of? 
they have anyone here to speak in opposition of? Hearing nor seeing any, I'll declare the public hearing closed. Okay. Commissioner? Madam Mayor, I will make a motion to approve the annexation with a caveat that any replacement of a home is only a replacement of a home and no additional trailers can be added to the park. I have a motion. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion? Here we go. Mr. Clark, if you will, call the roll. I just, uh, uh, I was in that area last week and there's a, a a small road that leads to the trailer park and a lot of people use that road um, to I get think walk to a convenience store that's close by I would uh, look into and I'd ask the uh, owner of the trailer park to uh, look into a sidewalk or a safe passage for those people using that road it's not a very large road and um, and I have uh, public safety concerns. Thank you. Thank you. Any other? Yes, ma'am. Commissioner Cochran. Yes. Bojo. Yes. Beeman. Yes. Dawes. Yes. Quick. Yes. Ask you. Yes. Collins? Yes. McDaniel? No. Thank you. Motion carries. Okay. All right. Our next item for you this evening is file SUP 23-08-04. This is a special use permit request. Uh, the property is currently zoned Highland City Traditional Residential. It is one of our older homes down in South Rome. Uh, the request is to convert it into a duplex by adding a second floor to it. Um, this is not uncommon for the areas. There are multiple duplexes and small apartment buildings. As a matter of fact, you're gonna have another request coming in the near future for a brand new set of townhouses uh, approximately a block away. Uh, this does come with a recommendation of approval from the staff as well as the planning commission. I vote of seven to zero. Back in a minute, I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. Well, this time I'll declare the public hearing open. Do we have anyone here to speak in favor of? Anyone here to speak in opposition of? Hearing and receiving none, I'll declare the public hearing closed. I make a motion that we approve the request for the special use permit. I have a motion. Do I have a second? Second. Any discussion? So what did they talk about where they were going to, I know that you said they had some discussion about parking. So there was, the planning commission discussed the possibility of requiring the use of the unopened right of way behind the parcel. However, A, it's incredibly narrow and B, it makes a very sharp, probably, uh, I'd say probably a 9,600 degree curve right there where, I mean, it'd be like a five point turn to make that curve right behind the property. Um, that is something that they'll have to either address or go before the Board of Adjustments and ask for a parking reduction. So they'll have two options. Good luck with the feed. 
But it up on the screen. Right, uh, where I need to stop at. That is the property outline, and we're going to call that teal, I guess. Um, Can you put the street on the public screen? I'm sorry. These are all. You look at mine. I don't know what the problem is. Mine's is on. Ours is not. Ours is not. No. This whole side. This whole side is off right now. No, that's. I'm talking about the street. Somebody unplugged on. Talking about the street. The street side. Madam Mayor, may I ask a question? Yes. Yes, sir. Bryce, in terms of setbacks. Are there any setback requirements so the, that, would, that this would not meet? So the existing building is already, I believe, in violation of that northern side setback as well as the front. Uh, if you're going higher, that, that would be a potential variance you would ask for because you're expanding a non-conforming structure. So it would require approval from the Board of Adjustments if that is, in fact, the case, which I believe it is. Frank, can I ask a question? Yes, sir. The information that you're giving us now, was this told to the uh, Planning Commission? About setbacks? Yes. I don't believe so. What about the turning and parking? Was that That was discussed, discussed by Planning Commission, which ultimately led to that not being part of the, uh, the motion to approve. That the alleyway that runs from West, you're, you're talking about the alleyway that runs from West Main and then 90s down to Pennington? Um, it runs from West Main down to Pennington, yes, sir. Um, it's also never been built out. Uh, right. So it's essentially wooded. Have you seen what this house looks like? I mean, uh, this is not a good picture of it. Okay. So we just talked about um, the fire trucks, the ambulance being able to travel down this road if, if there's additional parking on the street. Is it wide enough? It is. Yes, ma'am. So are other uh, houses, if, are other families parking on the street? Are there driveways? Because I don't even see that. Many of those homes were constructed prior to the automobile, so many people do park on the street. As a matter of fact, you can see a few in that picture right there. And I apologize, I know y'all's monitors aren't on, but, but yes, ma'am, it, it is common to have street parking in South Rome. How many, um, and looking at some of the lot lines as depicted here, how many of these homes would not fit the... Um, Zoning setbacks. Almost none of those homes meet the setback requirements. So that was not taken into account when the ULDC was written. Just about any home in that, on that block that burned down would need a setback to be rebuilt. Bryce, you say this comes with a recommendation <clears throat> from your office? Yes, sir. Okay. This type of housing is going to become more and more common because it's more difficult for people to afford housing, period. And quite frankly, I support somebody trying to think outside the box and taking a one-resident house and trying to fit it into a two-resident house. I think that's, that's clever. So kudos to them, in my opinion. And we're just going to have to start thinking differently about what housing is and 
this is uh, one step in the right direction, in my opinion. The discussion in the Planning Commission on putting the parking behind the house was strictly aesthetic and trying to improve the front. And if, if it were to be made available, it would give the parking capacity necessary to meet the requirements and have the access from the back. Other discussion? I would just say I think all the discussion we had when we, we went through this one, we was talking about South Farm and the new ULDC, et cetera, et cetera, that it was going to be this type growing pain over there and exactly what we're going to have to go through to get it done. Clerk, if you would please call the roll. Commissioner Cochran? Yes. Bojo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dawes? Yes. Quick? Yes. Askew? Yes. Collins? Yes. McDaniel? Yes. Okay, thank you. Motion carries. Commissioner Director? All right, the next item we have for you is a rezoning request. It's file Z23-08-06 for Zero Technology Parkway. Uh, it is asking to rezone from community commercial to light industrial. As you know, most of uh, Technology Parkway is one form of industrial or another. There is some floodplain to the western side of the property. Uh, you do have some duplexes to the south. We spoke to the owners of those duplexes. Uh, they were fine as long as the uh, buffer that's required by the ULDC is respected. The applicant has even asked if uh, they could maintain the existing mature foliage as part of that buffer, which we would, of course, prefer that you keep a, a mature tree as opposed to paying to plant a new one. Um, the staff report was written from the perspective of a possible storage unit development. However, uh, if Joel scroll down, uh, there is a site plan for a proposed development that would include three, I'm going to call them warehouses, um, and I'll let the applicant speak more to that. But uh, truthfully, I prefer the, this site plan uh, just because it's something that creates jobs um, as opposed to just storage. Um, this does come with a recommendation of approval from the staff. The Planning Commission approved with a condition that that buffer shown on the uh, site plan, which is actually bigger than what's required by the ULDC, that it be maintained. Who filed the application? Okay, at this time I'll declare the public hearing open. Do I have anyone here to speak in favor of? Spectre. Do I have anyone here to speak in opposition? Okay, favor. Okay, just a minute. Do I have anyone here to speak in opposition of? Okay. Commissioner Maxey. I'm here representing Tom Spectre, who is the owner of this property. Uh, Tom has owned this for over 35 years, I guess. It's been zoned as we had asked for it to be. The city wanted originally to make it light industrial and we wanted to, we thought we might have a sale for a commercial lot, but we did not sell. There's not been anybody interested in it, so we're asking out to make it light industrial and, and have a, a sale. We do have a sale of it. Thank you. Hey, we had no one here to speak in opposition of. At this time, I declare the public hearing closed. Oh, I entertain a motion. I'll make a motion we approve this request. Second. I have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Uh, Mr. Maxey, 
What are they going to do in these warehouses? Are these just going to be warehouses? Or are they going to be... Yes, we're planning for it to be warehouses. they got three warehouses laid out and going to be... Uh, going to be uh, good-sized warehouses. All three of them are pretty big warehouses. Okay. And it's uh, coming out of Atlanta. It's pretty, it's pretty good prospect, I think. Okay. Any other discussion? I'm on a piece of property in close proximity to this, so I'll be accusing myself from Any other discussion? Mr. Clark, you will call the roll. Commissioner Cochran? Mustaine? Yes, sir. Bojo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dawes? Yes. Quick? Yes. Askew? Yes. Collins? Yes. McDaniel. Yes. Thank you. Motion carried. Okay. All right. We have one last item for you. This is file Z23-08-09. This is a rezoning request. It is asking to go from office institutional to urban mixed use. Uh, this is the two properties outlined in red. Uh, you can see there is some floodplain within the river district. However, it is protected by the levee. Uh, this is part of the old church that was purchased by uh, Trinity United Methodist. Uh, you also have the two apartment buildings uh, there as well on the smaller property. Uh, it fronts on North Fifth Avenue and Lower Avenue A. Uh, as I said, the request is to resolve urban mixed use. Uh, this is speculative. We have not been told what the proposed use of the property is. However, it would still allow for it to be a church should Trinity decide to hold on to it. Um, this does come with a recommendation of approval from staff. Uh, if Joe goes to the next map, you'll see that it's surrounded on all sides by urban mixed use zoning, or to the south and east, two sides. Excuse me. Thank you. Okay. At this time, I'll declare the public hearing open. Do I have anyone here to speak in favor of? Okay. Do I have anyone here to speak in opposition of? Okay, sir, if you would go to the podium, give us your name and address. Yes, my name is Jimmy Byers. Um, I represent the church on this. 19 Rockridge Road is my residency. And the church is looking for flexibility for potential development. And since everything that y'all requested on Fifth Avenue got rezoned to uh, UMU, this is in keeping with that and also gives the church maximum flexibility of what they may decide to do with it. But this time I'll declare the public hearing closed and I'll entertain a motion. I make a motion that we approve this request from Office Institutional to Urban Mixed Use for this property. Okay, I have a motion. Do I have a second? Second. Okay, I have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Is everything I'm looking at in red as part of this here motion? Yes. So on the, the far, the bottom corner there where Larry Martin owns that building, you go to that next little lot right there. That is owned by Larry. It's not part of the church. But you mean the one, with the one with the black line in it, Jimmy? Yes, that black line down. He owned that square there? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I can fix that. Yeah. Take it if you want. I'm sure he'd love to give it away. I need to recuse myself from this one too. I'm a former member of the church and 
just abundance of caution. Mr. Clark, if you will call the roll. Yes, ma'am. Commissioner. Bojo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dawes? Yes. Quick? Yes. Askew? Yes. Collins? Yes. McDaniel? Yes. Okay, thank you. Motion carries. All righty. Uh, Mr. Clark? No report, Madam Mayor. Thank you. Ms. Manager? Yes, Madam Mayor, thank you. I have one announcement, um, a holiday announcement. The City of Rome offices will be closed in observance of Labor Day on Monday, September 4th. Monday's garbage, yard waste, and recycling will be serviced on Tuesday, September 5th. And Tuesday's garbage, yard waste, and recycling will be serviced on Wednesday, September 6th. Thursday and Friday's routes will be serviced as normal. And the Walker Mountain Landfill will be closed on Labor Day, September 4th. Thank you. That concludes my report. All right. Thank you, Mr. Attorney. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, Commissioner Cochran. No report, Madam Mayor. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Bojo. Yes, ma'am. I've got a couple things here. First of all, community re redevelopment met, and uh, we have uh, a property swap with the North Rome Youth Center. The property at 1148 North Broad Street uh, will be given to Mr. and Mrs. John Mays from the city. And uh, the property, um, I'm sorry, I read that backwards. The property at 1702 North Broad Street will be given to the city from Mr. and Mrs. Mays. 1148 North Broad Street will be given from the city to Mr. and Mrs. Mays. It's just a property swap. Uh, as far as um, size, I think it's, it's an equal swap. It, uh, the reason for it is we actually gave uh, the first piece of property to Mr. and Mrs. Mays some time ago for the uh, North Broad Youth Center and when they started redeveloping that property they ran into some issues uh, in the, the place that was being torn down with asbestos and some other things. They moved it up the street and the city owned a piece of property right next to it. They asked for the swap. It's an equal swap and um, I make a motion that we agree to make this swap with, with the Mays family. Second. Yeah, I have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Hearing or seeing any, Mr. Clark, if you will, call the roll. Commissioner Cochran? Yes. Bojo? Yes. Beeman? Yes. Dawes? Yes. Quick? Yes. Askew? Yes. Collins? Yes. McDaniel? Yes. Okay, thank you. Motion carries. Okay, Commissioner Bojo. The only other thing I have, water and sewer will meet Thursday, September 7th, 9 o'clock in Sam King room. And that concludes my report. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Beeman. And I just have one announcement. And it, it gives me great honor and pleasure to introduce to you our new historic preservation. Uh, should I say director? Commission? What is, what is her title? Associate Planner. Okay, Ms. Julie Harris, would you please stand? Give her a hand. So we are so proud and we love to see people move up. So you're still part of us. You're in our hearts and we're proud of you. So we can't wait to see you soar. Congratulations. Thank you. Madam Mayor, that concludes my report. Okay, thank, thank you, you. ma'am. Congratulations. Commissioner Dows? Uh, Mayor, downstairs we heard a presentation from uh, Advent Hospital about a five-year sponsorship for our trails 
and uh, um, there was actually a, st a staff trail study group that uh, looked at uh, two different proposals and uh, uh, and picked the advent proposal and so it's going to be uh, uh, great for our trail system uh, one thing I, I love about our trails is it's a common bond with all of us you know there's no politics there's no nonsense it's something for everybody and it's also something that's bigger than this city it's it's our community and our trails are just uh, a, an awesome opportunity for the future thank you thank you sir commissioner quick Madam Mayor, the Rome Floyd County Planning Commission will meet Thursday, September 7th, 2.30 p.m. in the Sam King Room, and that concludes my report. Thank you, sir. Commissioner, I ask you. The uh, Landmarking Committee will meet Wednesday, August the 30th at 2 p.m. in the Sam King Room, and that is my report. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Collins. Thank you, Madam Mayor. I will tell you... Uh, Video committee meeting this evening, Ms. Harris was well engaged and did a great job. And we had a spirited meeting and we talked about uh, some appointments for the uh, Historical Preservation Committee. And Mr. Clark, if you would, please. Yes, sir. The Committee on Committees is recommending that Mr. Logan Boss and Ms. Paula Blaylock be reappointed for new terms on the Historic Preservation Commission. Uh, we'll plan to vote on those <laughs> on September the 11th. Sorry about that, man. Craig bumping my pocket over here, and I'm bumping his. <laughs> you good? Sorry about that, but at any rate, Mr. Clark, would you call those names in the committee that we are? Yes, sir. Uh, That'd be the Historic Preservation Commission, and the plan is to reappoint Mr. Logan Boss and Ms. Paula Blaylock to new three-year terms. And we'll plan to vote on that on September the 11th. We are asking that be placed on first reading. We'll be uh, hopeful meeting again on the 11th to discuss possibility of three more names going on that committee as well. And with that being said, we will be meeting on finance on Wednesday, August 30th, 10.30 a.m. in the Sam King room. And that's all I have, Madam Mayor. All right, thank you, sir. Commissioner Beck Daniel. I want to apologize for violating the noise ordinance. <laughs> 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 I don't know if we need to accept that, Madam Mayor. <laughs> I, I don't have a report. Okay, well, thank you, sir. With that being said, thank you all. Have a good evening. The meeting is adjourned. How did you know that?